Player. And welcome to Versus Player, the podcast about games, life, and everything in between. I'm Jono. I'm Joe. I'm Jace. And welcome, gents. Now, we just we were talking before we started recording this episode, and we figured that we should probably just be recording what we're talking about. So we do this a lot, man. We're like we, we tell all these amazing it's, stories, and then we we talk for like thirty minutes before the show starts. We're just gonna we should record everything. It's all good. It's all gold. It's all gold. Okay, I, I'm gonna try and make this a, a coherent uh, episode, but let's let's see how we go. Now. <laughs> We started talking about some really fun stuff like um, eBay purchases we made lately because, you know, me and buying stuff. Um, and we somehow got onto the topic of G.I. Joe figures and collectible cards. And, and Dick Cheney. That. And Dick Cheney, exactly. Yeah. Like, so, so, Jace, tell us, like, what are these um, trading cards you had from when you were a so kid? weird, Jace. It is super weird. No, look, I mean, this conversation started with me lamenting the loss of my first edition Pokemon cards that I gave to uh, this little kid um, who loved Pokemon. Um, and back in the day, I used to play Pokemon cards um, at, at my, my home in Sydney. Um, and me and a good friend of mine, we painted this uh, table that was like a layout of the Pokemon stadium. And I used to hustle kids in the street for their Pokemon cards. That's um, cool. So I would basically make up all the rules because I didn't know how to play it properly and I would often win because they were house rules. Look, um, look I worked at Toys R Us and all the kids, when I had to like look after a Pokemon event at the time, so this is probably when you were a kid, um, the, no kid knew how to play Pokemon and I surely didn't, so I'd just give out cards willy-nilly. So uh, I, I'm glad you made a side hustle out of it. It's good. I did, and I couldn't tell you how it's played. None of these little stones that I think represented health. I don't. Anyway, whatever. I had a lot of cards by the end of it, um, and uh, I hung up my hat as the Pokemon champion. And eventually, <laughs> I gave away these cards. And apparently, these days, people are paying upwards of what was it? I can't remember. Some YouTuber dude that nobody really likes spent three point like five, five million. Four million. You know the, do you know what the best part about that was? What's that? Well, we don't know if it was like I can't remember the guy's name right now. We Logan don't know. Paul. Logan thank you, Paul, Logan thank Paul. You. Yeah, we don't, even know, know that. yeah we don't even know if he staged this, but when he opened the, the sealed boxes in front of these guys that apparently grade these sorts of cards, inside was something I actually wanted instead. It was um, sealed packets of G.I. Joe trading cards. And oh, my goodness. He was gutted that they were in there, and I'm like, you know what? I'm sending them to me, buddy. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm not on a first-name basis with him, so there was no sending to be done. But, you know, one can dream. That's Mr. Paul to you. Mr. Yeah. Paul. Yeah, no, he can, no. <laughs> but look, that, that got onto the topic of other cards, and I apparently, uh, it, it took some sleuthing from Jono, but I had these Desert Storm cards when I was a kid, so I had the likes of Dick Cheney. Uh, what's, what was the president's name? George Bush Sr. Um, yeah. I had a Saddam Hussein card amongst, you know, I, various. How can we frame those three cards? Probably should. Um, That's like and G.I. Joe cards with you know General Hawk and then on the other side, Cobra Commander. You've got the good and the bad guys. It's fantastic. And Dick Cheney. And, and the funny thing was, as a kid, I had no idea who these people were. I thought they were characters from a TV show. Um, and I just collected these cards. I, was, I, I got a bunch of them and I collected them. And, and so we were, Jono was sleuthing, checking if, uh, <laughs> if they were worth any money, which apparently they're not. Although Joe no. reckons there's got to be somebody out there. Yeah. I have a question though. So you're in a shop. What what shop did you buy these from? Do you remember? Five Dock News Agency. I was like okay. six, seven years old. I didn't buy them obviously personally, but they were bought for me by my mother. Oh, you parents. didn't buy the person personally. Okay. So well, I, like, I chose them. I said oh, I want these. So, oh, like, I'll, let me set the scene for you. It's it's the 90s and yep, there's, 
as 91. Okay, cool. Yep, yep. And there, I may very well have got them at a later point because I also got a series called How My Body Works. Anyway, so there was <laughs> this lit, there was bubble gum, chewing gum, chocolates, yep. things like that. And then stacked in those same sections are cards. Yep. And there was like all different types of these trading cards. And there was like sport ones, which I didn't care about, still don't care. And then there was a, like a, a MiG-13 or something. I think that's a plane. And um, yeah, this, so I was probably just like, not cool. Probably not. You'd know better than I would, Jonah. But anyway, the bottom line was the most interesting looking cards were these war cards. And I was into G.I. Joe when I was a kid and I recognized some of these things. And so I was just like, mom, I want those. And so every week she would buy me another deck and I would get excited. I'd open them up and there'd be, you know, Dick Cheney and Saddam Hussein in there. Hey, look. (laughs) That's my story. In 91, (laughs) Operation Desert Storm was the most exciting movie on TV at the time because like seriously, it was was like an action movie just with these boring news bits in the middle. I yes. just love, I just love this. Uh, this story is just getting better and better. So not only did you just buy these cards, like I, I thought, yep, yeah, that makes sense. But you would have opened them, seen what they look like inside, and they're just like old men. Yeah. And you went back and bought more of them. Well, sometimes <laughs> in between the old men, there were, there were like military vehicles. Exactly. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Stuff like that. Okay. It wasn't just, you know, the hottest 100 of Desert War or whatever. It's, um, yeah, no, it was... I was, yeah, that's just what I wanted to collect. It was the excitement of, you know, what are you going to get? So so, so for cool. all, all our listeners out there, if you do have a penchant for uh, 90s era trading cards, <laughs> apparently Versus Player is going to open a store soon that yeah. will we'll, we'll cater to all your needs because we're going to have Desert Storm, we're going to have Pokemon, and Joe, we're going to have from you... Basketball cards. I got so many basketball cards. Michael Jordan ones, Larry Bird. Um, I got like Shaquille O'Neal, like all the rookie year ones of those. They might be worth something. Is that card no bigger idea. than the other cards? The Shaq card? Yeah, yeah, it folds out because it's yeah. just such a giant. Actually, I, I like that this whole story has just gone trading card crazy because I gave Joe a little unique present and Jason doesn't know about this yet. Uh, just the other day, I dropped it around. So I have been indulging my 90s child and I've been picking up G.I. Joe trading cards, which I, I wanted to finish the set. I just bought a complete set online. <laughs> it's on its way from the States to me now. <laughs> wow. um, it it wasn't that expensive. I think it cost me, like, you know, including shipping about 100 bucks. Um, yeah, it was probably more than I should have spent, but I enjoyed it. Um, but I also got a whole heap of Marvel trading cards recently. And oh, some wow. of my spares I put into a frame for Joe. I themed them on Spider-Man because I know that's his favorite Marvel character. Yep. And, um, yeah, chucks in a frame so he can put it up in his collection room. That's so awesome. Uh, yeah. That's very yeah. cool. Thank you. That's all right. My pleasure. It was, it was, yeah. it was actually fun putting it together and yeah. trying it because I didn't want to stick it down either. So, like, I had to position them all and then – layer the frame so that it wouldn't move and i gotta say that was 20 goes before i got it sitting where i wanted to not looking too wonky before i gave it to you so um yeah there was a lot of love and effort put into that that appreciate it i can see that thank you um jace as soon as i can figure out what you need in your collection i will uh, <laughs> get you a present you're a little bit harder if you can find some of those first edition Pokemon cards, I promise you they'll stay in the gla- <laughs> behind the glass up on my wall for sure. But if I suddenly <laughs> end up with like a yacht or something, you'll, uh, yep. you'll I don't know where they've gone. Exactly, exactly. You, you, can, you can come onto the yacht. All right, well, seeing as how our theme today seems to be retro stuff we've loved, and also I do have an extra theme for this episode. We did say in the last episode, which was our Game of the Year episode, if I remember correctly, oh. uh, that we were, we were going to talk about movies. I... I figure we should probably actually endeavor to do that this episode. 
So uh, just to continue with the uh, retro theme, um, I purchased uh, by accident in the end two things recently from the Gamesman. So the, the Gamesman's a, a video game store here in Sydney that's been there since 1982, I think it is. Um, it's independent. So amazing that this store still exists. What is sad about the store, um, and it's not horribly sad, but it's, it's kind of sad, is that retail games in any country these days is a dying industry. And so this store has a lot more collectibles and Lego and other things in it now, which is kind of sad, but kind of cool at the same time. So I'm glad they're still around. But um, they have a retro section up the back with the museum and they had some of those retro bit um, license Sega controllers, wireless controllers. So Ooh. I'm now using one with my Mac to play some retro um, emulated games that I <laughs> properly own. And yep. um, <laughs> But also... Um, it come, one of them, I didn't realize this at the time, I brought the one that didn't come with the adapter and went back and brought the one that did come with the adapter and thought, hey, I have two wireless controls. Um, one of them comes with an adapter that lets you use it with a Mega Drive. So I've now got wireless controller for my Mega Drives. Nice. Which is really cool. So I'm pretty happy about that. But the other thing that I picked up recently on the gaming front, and this is something I've been hunting for for ages, you would have heard me mention it before. And Jace, I know it's probably in your collection, but buried somewhere. But I finally, finally got myself a copy of Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes for the GameCube. Wow. Well done. Um, it only cost me twice as much as it would have if I just bought it from EB at the time it was released. But, you know. Now you got it. <laughs> totally worth it. I won the bid at the last minute. Someone tried to, to stiff me in the last 30 seconds. I thought I was going to have a good deal. At, you know, 150 is good for that thing. Yep. It ended up being 190. But you know what? I beat the guy. It's mine. I miss, I miss the eBay battles, to be honest. I haven't had one of those. I haven't bought one. I sell on eBay and people pay, as Joe can attest for, or more than any of us, people pay stupid prices for the games that we purchase. Absolutely. Oh, I don't um, get it. Like, I, I don't think I've paid for a video game for a while because I just end up flipping them for the same, if not more. Yep. Um, Absolutely. If only I didn't hold on to everything, then maybe we'd be making some money. So you were going to tell us a sad story about the ghost who walks. Oh, I yeah. was before, yes, I forgot. That's what, what we, but why we said let's start recording because I was just about to. Um, we were talking about that, your sad story, Jace, about losing your Pokemon cards. Well, when I was, when it was young Joe back in primary school days, um, at my school was having a fate. And I said to my dad, hey, dad, we should donate some things to the fate, like your book, some of your comic books. And my dad donated like the first 400 edition um, um, comics of the Phantom series. So wow. I have from like four, I've got some 200 ones and up, but like literally the first Phantom comic, the second up to like, yeah. So have you ever Googled what this is humongous for? I, I did a very, very long time ago because I didn't remember. I don't remember this happening. I have been told. I, love, I can see Jono's eyes. I'm looking um, at his eyes. I never yeah. got into the Phantom. Uh, he's cool, but I just never got into it. Uh, well, here's the first comic I ever read because I had a whole bunch at home. Because uh, that of was, course. And it's funny, like my dad, I would not have, you know, you would no. not think that he's interested in this sort of thing at all. But um, yeah, the Phantom was, was his, you know, go-to um, escape. And yeah, it's very sad because they would be worth a pretty penny now. 
Well, actually, on that note, I know someone who um, not only has been doing the covers recently for the Phantom Comics, but also drew um, a short story in the latest annual. So um, nice. one, of, one of the guys I work with, Daniel Picciotto is his name. So if you haven't happened to take a look at the Phantom annual in new stores now, apparently, um, free plug for, for Dan because, uh, yeah, he's a really cool artist and it's really cool to see that he's been able to do that. It's funny though, it's kind of gone a bit full circle where I actually finally got an amazing pickup at a school fate as well. Where yes. I, was in, I was in a school fate and they had a Superman, what do they call them? Sand cell. So these are like hand painted cells yeah. of the Superman, Superman animated series. Um, I think I bought it for maybe two dollars. Yeah. Um, I bought I bought it and something else for five dollars. So I don't know what it cost. Um, and I went to a convention and I spoke to some guy about it, and he's like, "You could get like between five hundred and a grand for that thing if you frame it properly." So it's it's in my nerd room now. I framed it myself, wow. so it's good enough. But um, I, I love it. I've always wanted um something like it. I love a Batman one to go with it, but yeah, um, it's very Just cool. Keep going to those those fates, I think. <laughs> I'll tell you I something though. I had a good fate run in years. There, there used to be a comic book store in the city that you'd be able to tell me the name of. They shut down. Um, the next Kingdom. Pub. Yeah. yeah. And so from Comic Kingdom, when I was a little kid, my mum bought two um, beyond life size, um, these little cutout things that were held together by pins and you could move their arms and legs around like yep. this. I'm showing you this. Obviously, people can't see what I'm doing. But anyway, they're these things. One of them was the Phantom. And one yep. of them was was like Billy West era Batman. Billy West? Yep. Uh, yeah. um, Adam West. Adam West, thank you. Adam West era Batman. And my mum bought these. Um, and they were like on sale or something like that. And what my mum used to do, and my mum doesn't have like a mean streak in her body. She doesn't play practical jokes. But every now and then at night, she would stick this life-size phantom down the end of my hallway where I grew up. And I would oh I would get up. And I would turn around and then it would be standing there in the hallway like a scarecrow, basically, <laughs> and scare the bejesus out of me. Um, and so, I, I, yes. The truth is, your mum never moved them. Jesus never slept. Yeah. The last time I thought about the Phantom was thinking about Billy Zane, which, you know, you don't oh, think Billy about Zane. very often. So, anyway. No. That's hilarious. I love it. Nice trip down memory lane there for all of us, I think. Oh, mm. fantastic trip down memory lane. Okay, let's shift focus slightly. I thought we'd talk about some of the movies that are, that you're interested in this year, if there's anything you've seen that you're you're looking forward to, um, but also what you think was one of your favorite movies from last year. I'd love to hear. So um, I just watched a trailer for something that's coming out into the cinemas soon. Um, it's pedigree for its director, uh, speaks volumes. So if you think of Independence Day and 2012 and the rest, have you seen the trailer to the movie Moonfall? Yeah, absolutely, man. Oh, uh, it's ridiculous. It looks so silly. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. And I want to see it. Um, yeah. It's, uh, I'm, I'm putting it out there as stupidest movie of the year, but it's going to be fun. Awesome. Um, from what I can tell from the premise is there's, an alien intelligence on the moon and it's bringing the moon closer to the earth, possibly to ram it into the earth to destroy the earth because, you know, that's what alien intelligences do. And yeah, somehow we're going to fight it with Josh Gad, Halle Berry, and the guy's name who I can never remember, um, all in a space shuttle that, 
Yeah, I, I, I lost it after that. Space shuttle taking off through the middle of a gigantic tsunami wave caused by the moon being close to the Earth. That had me. I just went, okay, I mean, I don't care how stupid this movie's going to be. This is almost as stupid as Independence Day Resurgence, which Joe and I saw in the cinemas, and that was bad. Oh, <laughs> I have not laughed so much at a movie when that guy <laughs> shaved his beard with seconds to go. The, like, like, it was literally like an, an hour to go before the Earth was destroyed, and he shaves hey. his beard. I laughed. You guys were so embarrassed of me, but I just couldn't stop laughing. That was the best thing ever. Bill Pullman has priorities, man. He's got to look good before he saves the world. You know what? If the world was about to end, I think I would end up doing something very mundane. Like besides spending time with, you know, your family and doing all those things, like I think I would end up. Yeah, absolutely. We would podcast (laughs) until the end. It'll be like the world's last podcast. The world's last podcast. It'll be cool. (laughs) Podcast at the end of the world. Um, That's a pretty cool name for a podcast, actually. Um, But yeah, like I think I would do something like that. Um, in saying that, as a, as a quick segue, I, I saw a film called um, Don't Look Up, um, which is um, uh, the same people who made uh, The Big Short, or the same director that made The Big Short. Um, and basically, it's about um, a meteorite that has a 100% chance of hitting Earth and how oh. Earth chooses to handle that information. Um, is that the one with Leonardo DiCaprio? It's Leonardo. It's, yes. it's, every, it's every famous person ever. Um, Meryl Streep plays the president brilliantly, um, and they're in the movie, they're basically just given liberty to ad lib as much stuff as they want because that's where all the comedic gold comes from. Um, but it's all, if you've seen Idiocracy, it's a slightly yes. more sophisticated version of that about oh, how the Earth me. would choose to um, uh, relay this information to everybody. Like just as a brief example, they say to Meryl Streep, there is a hundred percent chance this this meteorite is going to hit Earth, and she's like, let's say seventy percent, and he's like, no, 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 it's a hundred percent, and she's like. 75 percent um because you know that's the way they've got to spin it to the rest of the world and it's just it's just how especially with americans how confident they are that they're going to be able to um you know stop, to save the day. This thing and save the day yeah. and you got to see it it's a tale it's a tale about like global warming i think is the kind of where that what they were going for and yeah uh, it, it is quite scary to watch and see yeah, yeah. have you watched it as well i have yeah yeah i like it did you enjoy it, it was good I yeah. did, and Leonardo DiCaprio. If you've never seen Leonardo DiCaprio in a movie before, you'd watch this movie, and you would think this is what he's like. Like he's actually, you know, yeah. a quite a, a handsome man, but well, he's a very handsome man, but but quite like, like lacking confidence, and yep. you know, yeah. not having much screen presence in terms of like you Absolutely. know, like the charisma that he shows in other roles. He's a phenomenal actor, uh, just unbelievable. He's transformative in every role. It was I, I liked I liked the movie, but I just think he's the best. Yeah, you know, it, it was. It's, it's absolutely worth watching, John. Try don't watch the trailer for it. You've, we, I mean, we've told you the trailer I've anyway. Seen, but just, I've seen little bits anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's honestly, it's, it's a really, really good laugh and a, a really witty dialogue. Yeah. Okay, done. That's that's on the list now. Um, all right. Anything else? Uh, okay. So, anything that you've seen a trailer for that's coming up, or that you're aware of that's coming up that you'd like to see? I'd love to hear. Um, I'm actually sorry, Chase. You go. This okay. way, sorry. I was, no, I was actually, I, I'm actually looking forward to the Uncharted movie. I've got to say, I think, you know, I've heard Tom Holland do <laughs> the movie essentially and saying, you know, oh, I was too busy. Oh, he's going, you know, I was all busy, like worried about showing my biceps, this, that, and the other, and, you know, how I look and rather than act. Like this was ages ago. As it's gotten closer to the movie, it seemed a bit more positive about the actual action scenes and things. But, um, Man, I, I, any, give me anything more Uncharted. I'm, I'm all for it. But the big one for me yep. this year is um, Into the Spider-Verse 2. Not very exciting coming from me, knowing how no, much I cool. loved Into the Spider-Verse. But, yeah, that's that's kind of like 
the one I can't wait for. There's, there are a bunch of other movies coming out, but I, that's that's kind of the big one. Well, have a think while we throw it at Jay's. I, I was that's yeah. I was about to say before you said it. I was going to say the Uncharted movie as well. I think um, I know it's going to be silly, and but I mean, silly fun is is a good thing. Um, we know the source material, and it's always fun, regardless yep. whether or not it's good or bad, to watch something that you know the source material for. I always think it's exciting that if you've read a book and then you see the movie adapted of that book, even if you want to rag on it and say it's terrible, um, yeah. you know, it's still fun because you know a little bit, right? You feel like you've got this inside info and you want to see where they're going to take it. And there are some scenes in the Uncharted trailer that are straight out of the game. Um, yeah. Totally. And while I think the, uh, the choices that they made for the, the main characters, um, Nathan Draken and Sully, um, aren't the best. Um, mm. There's nothing they can do. We can't go back in time and get, you know, Nathan Fillion and uh, Evil Dead Boy. What's his name? Bruce Campbell. Uh, that's, Bruce, that's, yes. perfect, perfect that's the dream team. Great that's casting. The, that's the dream team. We can't do that. So um, I think, you know what? I'm glad it's getting made. I, I don't think – I can't really think of, of a time where I, where I would say this shouldn't have been made. Like, even if it's bad, at least it's out there, right? Um, yeah. So, you know, even if it's bad, it's sometimes fun to talk about. And, and, um, and so, yeah. Um, I will say, though, that if we're doing like a movie of the year last year, the one that surprised me the most for me was was Suicide Squad. Um, I just had a, a little bit like how Joe had this great time with Shazam. I never expected to have a great time with, with Suicide Squad, especially from its pedigree, where it came from. And I know yeah. James Gunn is amazing, but um, I just really enjoyed not all of it. There were some bits with Harley Quinn that I thought could have been left out. They pushed that a little too far. But um, just yeah. some of the stuff that happened in that film is... It's just bonkers. That and scene in the um, where they're in the camp is one of yeah, the, yes. the most brutal scenes. And yep. like, really, if you think hard about it at all, it's just so awful. But my goodness, that was just so hilarious mm-hmm. in the end. Like the payoff in that was was so awesome, and and obviously needed that high. Was it was it an R rated movie? I think it was. It, it had yeah, to be. So. Yeah, it, yeah. it really pushed I'm, the I'm, even I'm the choice of villain of, was fantastic. The uh, yeah. Star Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's some just wacky characters. I mean, you guys probably <laughs> knew what those characters were, but like, I, there's just so much great comic book source material um, for characters that don't look cool. I don't know, was his yeah. name Mr. Polka Dot or something? Um, Polka Dot Man. Yeah. The Polka Dot Man. And I've been waiting for somebody to do that. I know Marvel have a tendency of um, making callbacks to previous to costumes of an era that look a little bit silly and don't look very heroic yeah. or, or whatever, and they make good references there. Um, but to actually bring in these characters from a different time um, who were just silly in their appearance and then throw them in an yeah. R-rated, highly violent film. That's the way you do it, I think. Um, and make them work. And make them work, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I just, I, I just really, really enjoyed it. I love anything sort of wacky and intergalactic and that whole Starro thing was just the amount of time they dedicated to that, that thing was intense. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was just such a fun film, so, yeah. No, yeah, I agreed. Was- Last year was a funny one, right? Like, I didn't go to the movies very, very many times. I, w- I watched Mortal Kombat at the movies, and I really enjoyed it. And mm. just recently, my wife and I tried to watch it, and I was like, actually, it's not so great. Maybe that was just, like, you know, the, yeah. the, the joy of Excitement. being on the big screen. Um, yeah. Probably the movie, that, uh, like, the movie that surprised me the most in terms of just how much I loved it was Zack Schneider's Justice League. If, like, mm. I thought Justice League, the Joss Whedon one, was just garbage um, yeah. and that the way like i enjoyed the movie 
um, a lot, but I was just fascinated by how much had changed. Like I watched all these documentaries after of side by side things. And that was really a phenomenon, the way that that worked in the end. And it was such a better story. And it's true that Cyborg was the heart of the story of the movie where he mm. was just absolutely shafted in the, in the other version. Um, I, I loved it. I, uh, every time there was slow-mo. I think it was like something like 12% of the movie or something. <laughs> slow motion. That's, why, that's why it was so long. It works so well. I really, that really surprised me. Um, yeah, obviously, I'm sure John is going to say it. I love Spider-Man. Yes. Um, and, and for obvious reasons, I won't say more, but the new, my favorite movie of last year, which really was a surprise to me, was the new James Bond movie. I love that movie. There is mm. a scene with... I, I can't remember that actress's name, the one who was in Knives Out. She just steals the show. I want mm. them to make a new movie with her in it. She is unbelievable. Uh, she, something to Armas. I can't remember. Uh, yes, Anna? Anna? Anna, Anna, Anna. Anna. Yeah, yeah, that's it. She was incredible. But like, I'm not even a really big fan of the other Daniel Craig, James Bond movies. I love the first one, but the other one's not as much. Mm. Um, but the movie was just, I thought it was awesome. It was more, reminded me more of the old James Bonds with a little bit more of him being a bit more invincible. It's funny. I, I, I was saying to, to my wife, Ali, after the movie, I'm like, I liked how he was, he reminded me more of Tom Cruise's character in Night and Day, which is really a bit of a riff on the old James Bond movies where he's, he's a bit more invincible. Like there were parts in this movie where he's getting shot at and he's just kind of walking because he's yep. James Bond and he yes. should be able to just be like, look cool and walk Bullets cool. Just slide and, off him. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, and the movie was awesome. The ending, I, I liked it. Um, but yeah, I thought, it, and then, you know, a James Bond movie that in parts, you know, puts a tear in your eye, but actually makes you laugh out loud again was really, really cool. Um, so that was, that was my kind of surprise hit of the year. I'm sure there's a whole bunch of other movies that I, I missed that I've saw, but I don't know. What about you, Johnny? I'm sure you want to talk about Spidey. Spidey was fantastic. I think it uh, culminated in a way that I didn't expect to. And I ended up enjoying the Eternals, even though I watched it at the end of last year on Disney plus, um, like it wasn't a spectacular MCU movie, but it was better than I expected it to be. Um, yeah, I, I think last year for movies, there wasn't as much that I watched or I'm, I'm forgetting things. Um, I think your choices were all really great. Um, I know for the start of this year, I absolutely thoroughly, thoroughly loved the love letter to the original Ghostbusters that was Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, that was really good, yeah. It was such a good movie and such a great send-off to Harold Ramis. I, I don't think you could handle the death of a character is integral to a storyline or death of an actor that's yeah. integral to a storyline and still bring him back without making it cheesy or a cash grab. This actually felt like a chance for the entire cast to say goodbye uh, to someone that all work with or someone that had worked with before. So um, yeah, I, I was, I was very impressed by that movie in a way I did not expect to be. So. Yeah. And, and I've got to say the best kid actors I've seen, the, the podcast, yes. And the main and Phoebe. Um, girl, she, yeah. they were amazing. They were just, they stole the show. And Paul Rudd yeah. is the movie. And Paul Rudd is always, you know, yeah. generally the, the scene stealer. But those kids were brilliant. I'm disappointed that Phoebe so far as an action figure, because um, Hasbro has the rights to Ghostbusters. And they've made a series of six-inch figures like their Marvel Legends and their Power Rangers and their G.I. Joe six-inch figures and the Star Wars Black Series. They've, they've made Ghostbusters ones as well. But Phoebe is only in a two-pack with uh, Egon as a ghost, which is very cool, but it's an exclusive in the States for Target. 
It's like, why wouldn't you give the? She's the main character. She deserves she a, is, figure, yeah, absolutely. a separate release all to her own. I'm like, why would you lump her in as an exclusive for something? Anyway, that's just me having a rant of action figures. I could talk all day about that. Um, I'm going to talk about one of the uh, two other things I'm looking forward to this year, though. I'm looking forward to Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness because it looks like from the trailer that we're getting our first live action crossover with What If, which is just nuts. Um, and if it if it pays off the way I think it's going to pay off, I'm so excited. Um, and the other thing that I'm looking forward to, but I haven't decided on which side of the fence I'm sitting on yet as far as whether this is going to be good or bad is the Halo TV series, which is officially announced as coming in, uh, I think it's like the 24th of March on yeah, Paramount Plus. Uh, I still have Paramount Plus because I paid for a year. It goes till August and then I was about to ditch it, but maybe we'll see how Halo goes. Um, the, the amount yeah. of money, I don't know how much money they've put into it, but um, Disney and Marvel and, and all that did this amazing thing with their money um, yep. that made it blur the lines between TV series and movies. And normally you can totally. tell the difference. Um, and there's a lot of crazy tech, especially on The Mandalorian, a lot of crazy tech with the oh, green screens so that they use. It's on a green screen, but anyway. Um, it's like, a, it's like a wraparound screen thing, yeah. It is. And it's, I mean, I could talk Controlled about this thing. Controlled by Unreal Engine and, yeah. It's just the, the whole thing is not, you can't pack it up and move it places, but nah. it's the future of the way that these yep. movies are going to be made. It costs a lot to build initially, but over time it's, anyway, whatever. I'll pay for um, itself, no problems. Absolutely. What was I talking about? Now I've gone blank. Um, Mandalorian TV shows, technology, Disney Plus, money chucked Halo. Boom. So Halo, um, the amount of, like it looks like a movie. It looks yes. like it's very high production. It looks like they've put a lot of money into this and I never would have expected that. And no. I'm very curious who is bankrolling this. Like does mm. Microsoft have, you know, obviously they have all of the money in the world apparently now. They just they lost the whole lot of it. Well, not lost, they, they gave it away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I that's true. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe they've got a, a machine that prints it, but like they, they must be involved in some way, right? Apparently 343 Industries has a very big hand in this. They, I, I think they do story-wise, although it doesn't look like it's following the story that you okay. know. So this is something I've talked about a lot. I'm very happy with the idea that there's multiple universes worth of storylines out there. So if it diverges from the video game storyline, that's perfectly fine as long as it's a good story. If yeah. it's a crap story, I'm out. I, yeah. I totally agree. I, I actually said to Jono after we watched Spider-Man, as much as I loved it and – Obviously, this is a bit of a contradiction, what I'm saying, because of the way the movie goes. But I wish it didn't have that such deep connection every time to all the other things. Because every time I'm watching it, it's like The Eternals. Like the end of The Eternals, I'm like, the end of this movie has two big ramifications for the rest of the MCU. Like this is not just like... Change like it's not like a oh, why uh, why isn't Iron Man helping in one of the earlier movies when there's a battle in wherever why doesn't Thor come? Whatever. This is like the whole earth has essentially changed, not spoiling the movie made in a major way, but I, I agree. I'm happy for the Halo TV show to be its own thing, you know, separate to the, does it doesn't need to connect to everything. Oh, like, I'm exactly. going to argue that point slightly though. I, I like alternate realities and storylines that can be divergent. That's fine. But I also like a big nuanced, built up story and to your point of like why didn't iron man help out in you know a spider-man oh, yeah. movie or, or whatever movie um it's well i didn't help out in gulf war when it happened 
I was sitting yep. at home watching on TV. This they episode's gone full circle now, back to the cast. No one, exactly. No one asked for my help. But, you know, like, not everyone – you can't be everywhere every time. No, I no, get no, no. I, But I get what you're saying. But, you know, yeah. I, I love like, the interconnectedness. I, I know like, a lot yeah. of people don't, but I love well, yeah, it. And if they keep doing do, it, go for it. But it's like, where's Captain Marvel in everything? Just sort it out, Captain Marvel. Go on, go on. It's, it's, it's a big universe, and Brie Larson's a pain in the butt. So, you know, <laughs> apparently – I will say that they, you know, you obviously know a lot about a lot about the Halo lore, and Master Chief is a great protagonist for murdering aliens. Uh, the guy doesn't really say a lot. No, um, he's not particularly interesting. It could be Doom Guy for all I know underneath that suit of armor. Um, he could so, be interchangeable with the dude from Wolfenstein. Yeah. Um, it's all, you know, he just says some stuff, and he's cool, and he's big, and you know, he shoots stuff. Because he's um, you. He is you. Exactly right. But for him, so everybody's going to be like, when's, where's Master Chief going to appear? And he's clearly in it. But I just hope that he's not the focus. And I also hope that like, it's, it's not the very last episode where you see this footprint appear and he's like, let's finish the fight. And then that's the end of the series either because that's a cop out. I want him to be in it, but like as a side character. I don't want him to be the main character. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. Like I've, I've heard they've cast someone as him. They've shown... Like yeah. photos of this guy. I don't think Steve Downs, that's his name, the guy who no. does Master Chief's voice. I don't think he's doing the voice. I think the guy no. who's acting is. So, but I, course, I, yeah, course wasn't going to be Jen Taylor, and it is because because mm. of COVID, they couldn't get the actress they're going to go for, and they got Jen Taylor, and so we've got the original Cortana, which yeah. is quite, quite cool. Okay. Yeah, and she looks cool too. It's kind of more. There's a lot of debate you know, with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it too. I, yeah. A lot of people are saying that I don't like the look. I have no problem with it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess if you really think about it, Master Chief is effectively just going to be the cameraman, right? He's the guy that drops in and then leads the camera around to see all of the cool stuff and see all of the other characters. You know, you're playing Halo in yeah. first person and that's kind of what he's probably going to be. Um, but I don't know. It's funny. We're, I'm watching The Witcher. I'm up to the last episode of the second season now. The show is called The Witcher. In the second season, I reckon he's in it for maybe like a quarter of the time at most. And yep. like when I watch the Halo TV show, I really, I want to see the Master Chief. I want to see Cortana. The whole time? Not the whole time, but I, I don't know. Like if, a lot. If, if they're advertising that these characters are in the show, yeah, I, I would want it. I would hope that I would see them in the show a lot. But that, mm. that's just me. Well, that's know. the controversy with the book of Boba Fett right now. I was saying this to Jace just before you joined us, Joe, before recording, which was um, some people are now starting to call the book of Boba the Mandalorian five, uh, 1.5 because the last two episodes you saw Boba once out of those two episodes in a single scene and it was all Mandalorian. But you know what? I have no problem with that because the book of Boba was always a spin-off of the Mandalorian. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But there are a whole bunch of movies coming out this year like that we haven't mentioned. And I know there's too many to say, but there's a new Thor, which is the direct sequel yes. to Ragnarok, which was a phenomenal movie. And so, has the Guardians in it as well. That's going to be so good. Like, like well, hopefully, like, right. Um, there's another um, DC with Black Adam in The Flash, which, and like, so The Flash is going mm. to be their kind of go at a, you know, um, multi yeah. kind of I've, thing i've said this before but like there was an era where it was all about zombies for a long time and there was just zombie movies and things like that and <laughs> yeah. i feel like i don't know whatever fat is in between the end of the zombie films and where we are now but now the hotness is multiverse everything yeah, well, is multiverse yes. we had um groundhog day movies about two years ago as well yeah 
It's, it's a new Jack, Jackass coming out. Maybe we'll get those sorts of movies again too. Oh, there was another Borat. A Borat came out. So maybe. Yeah, there was a well, second Borat. Multiverse is just the metaverse. There you go. Uh, no. um, yes, no, it, it's good. I, I like what you're saying as well with all the other things that are coming up this year. There's so many cool releases coming. So I'm, I'm looking forward to a lot of uh, really good stuff. We'll wait yeah. and see. The Batman with Robert Patterson, which is like we all thought was really odd casting, but the more we see of it, it actually looks really cool. Apparently, it's three hours long, which is like yeah. longer than any. What? Yeah. 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 Someone's just like, here you go. Here's the Batman. Look at it. For three. I'm cool. I don't care if a movie's three hours long. Like, it no. doesn't. Yeah. I mean, we got time, right? Like, just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is John yeah. Top, top Gun's coming back? I know you're a Top mm. Gun fan. I'm, I've, this movie has been delayed so many times. Yeah. I am looking forward to it. You know what? Tom Cruise is a bit of a crazy man, but Tom you know Cruise what? is the best action star going around. I love I, him. I'm not going to go that far, but you know. I think he's the last action hero, not he the movie, like the last the action hero, but I think he's the last action hero yeah. in terms of he's once he's gone, that's it. We got yeah. it. It's just a whatever it is, whatever this new thing is. But I think I think he's the you know he's climbing skyscrapers and holding on the sides of planes and no, no, it's, what I'm really excited him. after Top Gun what I'm really excited for is his next movie which he and Elon Musk have gotten together to send Excellent. him into space to actually film a movie in space that's, that's actually not, in space that's not true Jono that can't be an act that's not real you've not heard this I've never heard this this sounds made up okay, is this true look- this is true look it up I don't Tom want to. Cruise apparently is going into space this is how Tom Cruise dies in- but yep Exactly, in conjunction with Elon Musk helping him get into space so they can film a movie of him actually in space. Okay, so you can't say that he isn't the, like, end of a dying breed. Like, he's basically the equivalent of the Fast and the Furious films, this dude. Like, he's become, he's gone to space now. He's done. The Fast and yeah. Furious movie. Yeah, true. They, they launched a car into space, didn't they, in the last one? They, did. they went to space. So they yeah, always joked about going to space, and they did it. Yeah. Now, now Tom Cruise is actually going to be in space, which I, you know what, I'll, I'll give him some dollars for that. That yeah, all, yeah. Because you know what, that's um, it's going to be interesting. Hope he makes it back. Then again, if he doesn't, that'll be an interesting story what too. What a way to go, though. Like if that's how you <laughs> went, you were just like, oh, Tom Cruise, um, and on his headstone it says, "Died filming a movie in space." Yeah, this is true. Incredible. It'll be the okay. biggest grossing movie of all time because everyone want to go and see just these, Ab- you know, how, how, what happened. Especially if he said, like, make sure it stays on camera, whatever happens yeah. to me. Yeah. And imagine, sorry, I'm getting too deep in this rabbit hole now. This is genius. Yeah, like imagine if the thing that took him out was like a bit extraterrestrial, like we weren't quite sure. <sighs> and it was the first time and there was alien contact with humans and they contacted Tom Cruise. Isn't, this isn't is he movie kind of Scientology? Like, is there this Zeno sh- shows oh, up and takes him It's all real. <laughs> Where we've been wrong all this time, everyone else. They were right. Or yep. and just an unknown rogue meteor takes him out and then a city at the same time. So, you know, that city is where not only did Tom Cruise die there because he was stuck to the meteor that came down, but he took out a whole city too. That would be pretty spectacular. Mm. Um, okay, I'm going to wrap it up because we haven't talked much video games today. We've talked a little bit. Okay. So I, I wanted to ask your opinions because we haven't actually talked about this since we played. It's been a couple of weeks. But we all got to sit down and play together for just. A, I don't know. We didn't get to play together. We actually went. Oh, 
one of Australia. Well, I feel like a boss in that game where I don't in Rainbow Six Siege. I feel like a bullet sponge. Um, yeah, loving the game. What did you guys think? Oh, hands going up in both directions. So no one's saying anything. The, the audience is going, oh, my God. Oh, 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 okay. No, I thought it was – I agree. I thought it was awesome. I think it was really quite creepy. I think it nailed the yes, kind of atmosphere really, really well. Um, and that whole mechanic of the risk and reward of going a bit yes. further or not. Or, and when someone is – the, the most fun thing in that game is when somebody's – I think anyway, is when somebody's down and you go, yeah. all right, I'm going to bring them back. I'm either going to revive them or I'm bringing them back to this – the pod thing um yes, and it's, it's really cool it's such a cool idea um and i haven't played it near as much as as, as you johnny so it hasn't felt different for me like I, like i feel like i'm doing different things still like there's a yeah one one stage where i still haven't figured out what you're going to do where you're going to shoot these pulses coming to like a person in some sort of cocoon or something um that's how you yeah. rescue a down soldier yeah. yeah there you go um so it's, it shows how little i played it of it but man it's it's really cool and yeah i, I think the co-op i did the three players it's perfect it's a perfect amount i, I only I'm played glad it once, um and, and i only played it with you guys i haven't had an opportunity to go back and i haven't gone back because i assumed i guess that i'd need you guys to be with me um i guess I've, maybe i've played on my own and and is it what's it like by yourself I mean, it's not by yourself, but not with people that you you know. No, no, it was by myself. You can actually choose to go into oh. the missions by yourself if you want to. Okay. So you don't have to bring in two other squad mates. It does amp the difficulty a little bit, but also, yeah, no, I actually really enjoy it either way. I'm looking forward to playing it with you both again um, now that I understand it even better. It is – I really like it. I think it's a great game. Um, okay. Yeah, it's got that horror element just right. It's what happens when COVID's next strain goes crazy and starts mutating people and then black stuff crawls up the walls. And the fact that you can shoot the black stuff and make it go away. Um, yeah, uh, it's just, it's a fun game. I wish it was still called Quarantine. Yeah, well, look, it has a real rogue-like quality yeah. to it in the sense yep. that you can lose a character and there's clear punishment for that. And I, I find that very appealing in games. I like high-risk, high-reward sort of gameplay. Yes. Um, you know, it, it really gets uh, the heart going and, and that's that's a lot of fun. And it's also quite difficult, but it's fair. Um, I had a tendency of playing like a run and gun maniac with a sledgehammer. I mean, the guy's name's Sledge, but like knocking down walls. Of course. And, but you can't always play that way. Um, and truth be told, this game was getting ragged on quite a lot. And I think that their move to put it on the Game Pass, a lot of people were just like, oh, I was never going to play it, but now that it's on Game Pass, I'll give it a go. Um, and if, it turns out- If they took out- it off Game Pass tomorrow, I'd buy it. Wow. Okay. Um, I haven't played it enough to say that, but I will say that it is a very, very good game. And um, for those of you that are on the fence about it, um, I think, well, if you've got an Xbox just or a PC, uh, just use Game Pass to play it. But it's um, it, it really is genuinely something unique. It's not just, I know Ubisoft are known for doing clones of existing games and not putting a lot of thought and effort into things and blah, blah, blah. But it just turns out that Rainbow Six with Aliens is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, before we wrap it up, and because I'm wrapping it up on purpose so we can actually go play some, um, some Rainbow Six. <laughs> Do there any games you've played recently you'd like to talk about? Can, can I? Uh, I don't have. There's not enough time to talk about this. Um, if you haven't no, played time. Prey from 2017, um, oh, I have to. I've downloaded it. Prey um, came out the same year as Zelda Breath of the Wild, which is arguably one of the greatest games of all time, and Prey is better than Breath of the Wild. 
<gasps> um, if it was 2017 again, and I was um, as much as I enjoyed Breath of the Wild, as much as I enjoyed that was what got my wife into video games, and it holds a very special place in my heart. It purely from a gaming standpoint, with creativity and the way that the game makes me feel overall, Prey is that good. Um, I started it as soon as I stopped it again. Um, it's just it, I, the fact that it bombed as hard as it did, and the reason it bombed was because it had a game-breaking bug that wiped your save. And so a fairly prominent reviewer gave it a four out of 10. What's gone, they got rid of it pretty much straight away. But Arcane are a massive studio. They make Dishonored and stuff, but ultimately, well, they're bigger now. Microsoft own them. But like they, I think Microsoft own everybody, though. They probably own us. But the the thing (laughs) just again, straight from Bill Gates or whoever. Um, But yeah, it's it's honestly, it's, it's just such an amazing game that really respects the player and doesn't treat you like you're an idiot but also gives you enough of a handhold to make you experience new things um and and arcane make those sorts of games and the fact that a game like that bombed because somebody gave it a four out of ten rightly so i get it you're playing the game you lose your save that's a thing but i mean there's a game coming out tomorrow called dying light 2 that literally does the exact same thing and people are raving about it Mm. so i i don't I mean, I'm going to buy it, but like, I don't think that that's necessarily fair. Um, yeah. uh, and, and it's a shame that, you know, sometimes movies and games come out at the wrong time. Yeah, and totally. all it takes is somebody to say, Ugh, and then all of a sudden it's just, you know, that's it. And so, um, yeah, I, I just, that's amazing. They're big words, Jace, because like, as people know who've listened to this podcast over the years, your love of Breath of the Wild is like, wild and, and yeah, yeah. to say that that's um that's huge so mm. that's cool I'm, I'm so glad you found a game like that yeah i just i would know again thanks game pass <laughs> but yeah i oh, just definitely. um yeah i yeah i can't i can't say any more good things about it it's, it's amazing yeah yeah and i i, I played i played a bunch of things since the last podcast because i've been i had some time off work which was nice um i did play hitman 2 jace's i think number two game hitman 3 sorry your number two game of last year well it's totally totally number three, one. Right? yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> i played just i just played one playthrough of hitman 3 i want to go back and do some of the stages again that that second stage in the mansion is a masterpiece of a stage it is so awesome it reminds me of that incredible knives out movie mm. um i think i think that's probably what they based it off 100%, um, yeah. and i can't wait for that movie coming out this year too i love that first one uh, but i also played ratchet and clank rift apart which yep. is probably the best looking game i've ever played because of the style of game it is it, it like my daughter um sat next to me and said dad this looks like a movie like and yeah. it, that wasn't even in a cutscene. That was in gameplay. It, it's yeah. so it's so beautiful. The environments are beautiful. I I just you know, um, incredible. And I did finish the Artful Escape, which was the one that I said in the podcast that I was really enjoying. And I finished that. I loved it. Amazing story. Worth Can playing. We- not, not very long. Before you just leave on the Arsenal Escape, um, I don't think the game should be called that. Although I haven't finished it yet, it needs some other name to describe what it is because to me it sounds like a heist game or something yeah um yeah the gameplay in that is fairly non-existent i would yeah, say so yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, it's almost the equivalent of a walking simulator but it's like a shredding yep. simulator i yep. will let jono play it to figure out what that means um okay. but whatever mind this came out of yeah. um it's like it's like a Jimi hendrix beatles led zeppelin love child space opera um, oh wow and it is, I think, honestly, attention. you just sit down with 
somebody can sit down and watch it with you. Um, uh, there's one other cool thing I'll mention about it. The character creation for the game, the character creation, um, comes much later. Yep. Oh. Um, and I've never seen a game ever do that. I've never, you're, you're, you slowly create your character as you go. So okay. it was so well done. That, that was one of the, yeah, one of the unique things I agree about the game like yep. towards the end. It was such a cool, cool time to do it. It just made it better for that yep. reason that it was brought so late in. And I imagine um, it's not long, Joe, because I've, I've I was nah, a couple of hours. A couple of hours. I, I, okay. I, I convinced. I, yeah, really, really worth playing. And I'm playing Nobody Saves the World with my son. He's yep. on PC. I'm on Xbox. I don't know why there isn't couch co-op. It should be there. Yeah, it's weird. Um, it's weird because you, you have to stay on the same screen anyway. Oh. Um, and it's a fun game. It's a really, really fun game. I didn't okay. like Death's Door, though. Um, that didn't jive with me. Yeah, agreed. But yeah, agreed I, I on think, both counts. Yeah. Well, on uh, that we'll note, okay, done. On that note, Versus Player is going to play uh, Rainbow Six uh, Extraction. So this has been another fun episode of Versus Player. Thanks for joining us. Hope you've enjoyed uh, follow-up with the movies, at least from our last episode of the Game of the Year. And um, if you've got some really cool retro cards that you want to talk about, you know where to email us. It's um, at retrocards at versusplayer.com or you can put anything in front of the at. Let's be honest, we'll get it. So um, admin at versus player, Jono at versus player. Hell, I'll take your emails. You'll find us in the usual places. Versusplayer.com is the best of all of those, but get this podcast where you get the last podcast that you listen to of ours and hopefully all the others. And this one too. And this one as well because the 100th episode is not far away. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Give me back my Pokemon cards, Billy. Player.